It's okay to take the break from your art sometimes. It can be super detrimental to your mental health when you're trying to push yourself to do work when you're not inspired. But never stop doing art. But know when you need a break. You are listening to Digital Perspective Podcast. Well, hello everyone. My name is Julio Barroa. I am a digital artist, photographer, and beat maker. Hey, my name is Eduardo. I'm a 3D artist and I code. Uh, on today's topic, we're going to be talking about our anxieties. Are you anxious? Have you ever asked yourself that? But before that, we're going to just have some, you know, some random talk. So what, what has happened with you this week or today? For me, it's all about trying to get the scrambles already, you know class same this week i have um i 3d scanned myself this week for the first time ever with my phone where's my phone so this company uh this app reached out to me they're called s candy uh or in the app is called s candy pro they reached out and they uh they, they were like, your work is amazing. If you ever want to 3D scan, uh, here's this app, try it out. And I was just like, of course. And I didn't know what to do at first. So I went into their Instagram uh, and I saw a bunch of people that were doing themselves as a 3D scan in which they call 3D selfies. I think it's awesome. <laughs> right? Um, okay. I see that. I definitely think it's going to be the new thing. It's going to catch on. People are just going to sit there and do the new 3D selfies. You selfie. heard it here first. 3D selfies. I heard it first from the the, uh, the 3D scanning company. By the way, they're not sponsoring us. It's just that he's using the app. Correct. Yes, they're that. not They're not sponsoring us. This is a really good app. So I did that this week. Yeah, it's, it's kind of become... Uh, well, as far as work, like I work in the school. And... Uh, so, like most colleges and universities, they're, they're testing everybody, you know, weekly, you were rapid testing or, you know, you make an appointment. So, you have to make an appointment every week to get tested. And uh, so, yeah, I, I get, you know, you know, I get your nose tickled every week. <laughs> it's the same every week. And that is how we transition onto our topic of the day, which is our anxieties or are you anxious? I asked this before earlier, uh, like, have you ever asked yourself, are you anxious or am I anxious uh, during this Corona time? Uh, I know I have. Um, so like, how have you been feeling throughout this entire time? So for everybody, it's not the same. But for me, I, I definitely just put my blinders on and just like, you know, you put your head down and just kind of keep going. And that's pretty much how I treat everything. Just because, you know, it's, it's it's the same thing every day. It's, like, repetitive. And instead of getting caught up in, like, you know, what's going on in between my ears, I just do my work. I meditate, you know, the daytime at night. It helps to reflect on what's going on, what I've done that day, get my mind ready for the next day. You know, and it, it's not the same for, for everyone. You know, for for some people, like this is this is driving them crazy. Like in the beginning, it did drive me a little crazy. That you know, I was like, oh, we're not, we're not, we're still doing this, huh? Same. I for me, I have taken a lot of the calm 
road uh, for a lot of things. And I, there's a lot of times that I'm like, am I underreacting to everything that's going on? Which I don't think it. I, I don't think I was underreacting to pretty much anything. I have my moments where I definitely overreacted to a lot of things. Uh, but that's it, you react to things differently every time you you experience something shocking or whatnot. But you know, it's very much you. You don't like it. But you got to be smart about it and just treat it as one day at a time. And, you know, it's just, it is what it is. Underreacting is also kind of dangerous in the situation. Yeah, that's very, that's, that's a good point. That's a really good point. It's like an unhealthy doses. If you have people that overreact, it's one side of the spectrum. Like, oh my God, the world's going to end. Everything's over. What are we going to do? There's also the other side, which is like, there's nothing going on. There's nothing wrong. You know, and, and that's also like, it's dangerous because you're not taking like a middle road and like you're not looking at it from like objectively like from that perspective like there is something wrong you know but how does it affect me is more the proper question and with that you you should acknowledge that things are what they are and just be smart about it yeah a friend of mine who is a poet uh, his name is uh, christopher johnson so shout out to christopher johnson and he has this phrase in this poem that says uh, people's perception is it's what makes your reality. So your reality is what you perceive. There's all these people out here denying COVID. That's because they don't see it. They're like, we don't, like, I haven't met anybody that has COVID or I haven't met anybody that has died from COVID. And it's just like, that's just your perception. And that's just what you're seeing. And because you're seeing it, that doesn't mean that it's true for other people. And, you know, it, it's been like that a lot this time. Like this COVID-19 has shown the true colors of a lot of things. How do we even try to escape a lot of it? Because there was one point I feel like we were getting every day was something new. And it was just what, like, back in march between march and may in the end of may it was like almost every day something new something new something new and that got overwhelming right and then the thing is like when like obviously the news is going to be what the news is going to be it's going to just like report on sensationalism even if it's true it's just like the way it's done it's like like gen xers like gen xers get blamed for being like sarcastic and all that stuff but they were truly the first generation of people that Myself included, because I'm a Gen Xer. I'm like the last of the Mohicans with Gen Xers, you know. And um, where we got the set, where it's like, oh, we got desensitized by news and stuff, and that's the way. Yeah, it's the way we treat it. But like, you got millennials and the Gen Zers, and grew up where, you know, things were actually pretty good. You know, like things were stable, and now they're experiencing what they're experiencing, and for them. Um, because it's a generation that lives online, that doesn't have that, never had that moment of, I go to school, I come home, and I don't have to deal with all the people I dealt with at school. Like, they don't have that. Like, it's, I'm on, I'm connected with them 24-7, 365. Like, that's rough on a, on a mind. I just recently watched this thing on Netflix about social media and how Gen X is the most affected generation by social media that ever since the creation, let's say, of Facebook, suicide has gone skyrocket, especially among girls. This documentary was saying, and that's mostly because they bully each other into in, into all of this appearance. It, that detriments yourself too. And like, if I personally see that a lot on myself of just like social media affecting the way that I even look at my own art as a digital artists like digital art on instagram is booming and sometimes i see like really cool art out there and i'm just like 
I need to remake and stuff like that. But at the same time, I'm just like, I'm on my own lane. Why am I trying to compare myself to other people? I, I On my desk, I have a sticky note, a digital sticky note that says, stop comparing yourself to others. It's been helping, I have to say. It's been helping. It's in a color. It's in a blue. It's in a light blue color. So it kind of catches my eye. And you know, like, I needed that because my mental health this year has been, has skyrocketed. It, and anxiety, anxiety just to go outside. It's it's something I have to deal with sometimes. Right. Yeah, no, and, and, and that's what I was saying. Like, for everybody, it's, it's different. Like, I... I'm generally just like, I got to go do it. So I just go do it. If I need to go outside, I'm going to go outside. Obviously, I'm going to wear a mask. I'm going to tell people, you got to travel a middle road. You can't run around going the world's going to end or nothing's happening. You can do stuff. You just got to be smart. and You got to be safe about it. I was looking at the CDC website, which... If people aren't looking at this website, they really need to be looking at this website. It has stuff. It even has a section for coping with stress. Like when I was looking at it, they have all kinds of stuff. They have hotline numbers. They have things that you can do. Let's say, you know, like I'm looking at it now. Like they have disaster helpline. They have national suicide prevention helpline, national domestic violence, national child abuse. Because while COVID's going on, like these things are still happening. It's just, you're not getting that, you're not reporting it because it's like, you're worried about, you know, COVID. But this, these things are still happening. Like, you know, they have stuff for elderly located, elderly care, veterans. If, you know, if, if you're having a problem. Yeah. And and, the, and also the thing is, is like COVID also amplified a lot of these things. Uh, this year, suicide, uh, the hotlines probably had a, a spike in calls and responses and things like that. Like One good thing about hotlines is that they all have one thing in common, and is that is that they are all available 24-7. They are 100% confidential, and they are completely free. They're technically part of the federal government or something like that. So you can call them anytime. Look them up online. There is this website I came across today called pleaselive.org slash hotlines and they have so many hotlines just like uh, the cdc website they have all the different hotlines i believe that uh, we have in the in the country as well use them up if you know a friend could need them tell them to call it and we are in difficult times and we we need to get the help that we need if we are if if we are in need uh therapy has been great for me oh yeah yeah definitely like at the end of the day it's like if you feel that nothing's wrong with you like if you feel like you have everything under control just be a good human being. Like, look at your friends, your family, your your coworkers, you know. And if, if they're going through something, like, just, it costs you nothing to be nice. It costs nothing at all to be nice. Whether people want your help or not is a different thing, but it costs you nothing to be nice. I 100% agree with that. Here in Rhode Island, we have multiple local organizations that work in this kind of lines. One of them is uh, Sojourner House. They help with housing and homelessness, and also uh, they have uh, different health programs. They've come to our college to do a lot of different uh, programmings. They're they're an awesome organization. Uh, if you're listening to this and you are wondering what other organizations there are there, please reach out to us. Yeah, and, and, and again, Google. You can always Google everything. Like, um, you can... Google Department of Health, whatever your state is, and you will find the link that you need for there. You can search for there as well um, because they're not all the same. Like when I went and looked a lot of the stuff up, I thought it was just going to be health.nctorstate.gov and the other states don't do it that way. They have their own 
their own uh, website naming conventions. And also artists out there, it's okay to take a break from your art sometimes. It can be super detrimental to your mental health when you're trying to push yourself to do work when you're not inspired. But never stop doing art. But know when you need a break. Uh, that's something that I have some sort of separation anxieties with uh, stopping making art. But that I sometimes I overcome. So because sometimes I actually do need a break. But sometimes I'm not good at recognizing that I need a break. Right. I mean, it's it's kind of like being a workaholic for people who like... I'm just going to draw myself in my work so I don't have to worry about stuff out there. Like, there's other things you can do that are actually much more helpful. Like, you know, people who are into mindfulness meditation, you do that stuff. For people who aren't and they're just, they're just like, nah, I don't, I don't this ain't going to work for me. Like, look, trust me, I was in the same boat as you. I was there. I was there. And, like, you only need, like, five minutes a day. You can do the simplest thing. Just sit down, take you know, four count, slow, deep breaths in, same thing out. Like, it doesn't take much. Like, it's not, you're not going to become a, a Zen Buddhist. Like, it's not, it's nothing like that. It's just to calm yourself down, collect yourself, go about your business. That's, and that's all, that's all you really need. When I was making, when I was making the second part of my uh, newest uh, series of work, it took me a good three days to really decide if I really wanted to share that work on the internet. I was really anxious about sharing that work. I'm always really anxious about sharing new work just because I feel like people are not going to like it. I, If I've learned something from pop culture is that people don't really appreciate things when they have it in front of them. And art sometimes is not appreciated. Not sometimes. Art so most of the time is not appreciated when it's first there, but it's appreciated Oh, I, I definitely agree with that. I think as an artist, like, and, and the thing is, you're much farther along than I am. Like, I just started putting my social media stuff together. And this is my hangup that I do have to get over. I don't, for some reason, I don't care about public speaking. I don't care about any of that stuff. But for me, like, I always feel like my art is not as good as I think it should be. Um, And at the end of the day, you know, especially with you and, and other, you know, other people's, it's it's more like just get it out there. It doesn't matter. Yeah, it, exactly. It doesn't. It there's definitely some of my work out there that I definitely look at it and I'm just like, oh, this composition could have been a little bit better. There's times that I'm like, oh, this I should have waited a little bit more to get, tighten up this composition a little bit more. But you know, at the end of the day, is art is subjective. A lot of these pieces that I feel like are not strong compositionally are the ones that end up being fan favorites, if we could say. And and sometimes I ask people, why do you like this piece? Because I don't like it right now because of the fact that I don't think it has a strong composition. But then they're like, no, I think the opposite. This this composition is really strong. And it just blows my mind. Going back to the saying of people's reality is their own perception. It's the same with art. Art is subjective. Life is subjective. Right. I, I can definitely agree with that stuff. Like there's stuff in life that's just concrete. And with art, it's not. And I think like if you're an art student or you're just an artist in general, like you definitely like anxiety is a thing. Like I... I know people that are like nervous all the way up until the gallery show starts. And then all of a sudden they look like superstars, but they're sitting there, they're sitting there dying inside up until the, the gallery show starts. Uh, I, I have a story of that. Uh, yes. Um, 
so well, listen, I want I want to know now. So the advanced photography class at our college, uh, it was the last photography show that I participated on, and I was so nervous before that show. And once I got there, I was still nervous, probably five, ten, fifteen minutes, and then people started coming up to me. Were you the one that took that picture? Whoa, that picture's so beautiful, so tender, so warm, it's so this. Like, if you know me and you know my photography, you know how it looks. But for those of you who don't know what my photography looks like, I shot, I shoot on film, uh, and usually it is, especially my friends, uh, or me and my partner. Uh, and this picture was about me. It was me and my partner, and everybody was just like, "This is one of the most beautiful pictures I have ever seen." And I was just like. Really, you think so? I am dying over here because I think it's terrible. <laughs> we absolutely are our worst enemies. And some most of the times we end up listening to ourselves more than we should. <laughs> and that's where the anxiety is coming. Right. And I, I definitely agree with that. Like, I remember my... F- oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I remember I was the same way during my first BFA review where it was like, you you already know what the first BFA review is gonna be like, and it's gonna be hard. And there's obviously reasons behind it, which I'm not gonna tell you. Just in case you go through it, you you just gotta go through it. Um, yeah, yeah. Your first your first BFA review is is a show, and it's it's a show. But there's a reason behind there's a reason behind it. That experience you will need, and like. I remember doing my setups because it was part sculpture, part media. And everybody that came in and asked me what I was doing and I explained it to them, they were like, oh, it's so cool, right? And in my head, I'm like, oh, I'm like, I hope it is. <laughs> I hope it is. <laughs> yep, we always just hope that it is. This is something that we talk a lot about in art history and that is about melancholia and all these things that is the artists are always suffering on this path of constant sadness and a lot of us use that to find inspiration i once did a project similar to this uh, that i took pictures of myself and then i painted and drew over them to technically disfigure myself it was all black and white uh it, it wasn't an, it's one of my most intense uh, art series uh to date i think when it comes to emotion sometimes our lives are all just based in trauma and it's the worst living in trauma because trauma brings anxiety and all, all and depression and detriments your mental health you know you gotta keep track of that you gotta yeah. be safe with that it, definitely like it's i'm gonna i'm gonna be like i'm a very forward person right so i'm gonna be as forward as possible when i say this it's not my job it's not your friend's job it's nobody's job to worry about how you're holding up these are just things that we do because we're nice people. But at the end of the day, it really is your job to take care of yourself. You know, if you're having a lot of problems, like we said before, there are places and people that you can get in contact with. And you should. You should not be afraid of how other people are going to perceive you if you need uh, to talk to somebody, as a, or so, so a social worker, uh, a psychologist. If you need treatment, like you need that. Like no, like at that point, I'm gonna say this. And I'm gonna be real frank about it. What everybody thinks, it's your life. It really is. Like you need to be in charge of you. Like number one really means a lot. It does. Uh, yeah, definitely take advantage of all the services that there are out there. Again, like I said earlier, therapy has been so good for me because it's important. Have your small friend group that you can talk to, but don't think of them as therapists. 
get an actual professional. Some of us this year are are our peak tiredness of mental capacity and we can barely hold ourselves up. If you know that you're having a hard time in life right now, get some help because it can be very beneficial in so many different ways that you don't even realize. And that's true. We never realize what's good for us. Never. Oh yeah, definitely. I think you know the thing is too is like especially if you're an extrovert, like I'm an extrovert, like I'm 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 an anti-social extrovert at this point. But an extrovert, like in general, like I love talking to people. I love being out there mixing it up with people. And not mixing it up with people is like debilitating for me. It really is. Like I'm very much like now you have other people that are introverts and they're this is this is this is a normal day for them. You know, this is like this is this is Monday. This is all right. I've been here, I've done that, I've seen this. This is nothing. Like they're much now, now I'm not saying that all introverts. I'm just saying like those that do like I know some that are like, this is nothing. All right. This is and then for people that like have uh, immunodeficiencies, that immunocompromised, and they and they normally wear a mask, like they're very well prepared and well suited for this environment. You know, they might not be comfortable with it, but they're very well suited for, because they know this. Like those are people that we should be like, how do you handle this stuff? You know, and like and also to your point, like I also I second what you said. Like if you need to talk to somebody, yes, there's friends and family, but a professional will probably help you out a lot. Because the opinions of your friends and family are skewed because they love you. And professional is trying to help you. Like they really want to help you. They're not there to, you know, give They're you flaws. Exactly. Exactly. They're not there to give you bias. So everybody, to bring that up in a much more lighter note, this week I saw this video, this reels on Instagram. If you don't know what Reels is, it's technically a knockoff TikTok on Instagram. It's cool and whatnot. We cannot see its stats yet. So this guy, his name is Jason Rodello. So Jason Rodello showed, did this video, this like motivational video. It was amazing. It's funny. It's so funny. It's so, so funny. But something very important that he says in this, in this video is that he says, remember, do not forget to try new things. Just because you're inexperienced doesn't mean you're not qualified. You're qualified, you're amazing. And those are words to live by, to be honest. If there's an opportunity out there that you think that you are not qualified for, just go for it and you won't find out until you find out. And that's it. I know it's easier said than done. But look up his, look up this guy, Jason Rodello on Instagram watch his videos and i bet that it will make you feel different because he did to me you know what we should we should link that in the show notes for them so that they can see it <laughs> yes we will we absolutely will and on that note everybody that brings us to the end of the episode thank you so much for being with us walking through with us listening to us and we hope that you will join us for the next episode where we'll be talking about imposter syndrome kind of a heavy topic everybody has it you live with it for a while and um don't forget to um share share the podcast with people you know word of mouth share it to your friends your family if you're on spotify if you're on itunes if you're on stitcher if you're on whatever just give us a like give us a review and um we'll see you next episode. episode